Attorneys are absolutely necessary and we want attorneys on the transaction. It's a matter of, like you say, okay, when is the right time? And I think it's once we have a buyer on a transaction and we have an accepted deal in principle, I think when it gets into the due diligence, that's probably the time to bring an attorney in. And that, that is good for both buyer and seller because nobody needs to be paying fees for a deal that may not happen. So it's good to know, okay, we're in the process and we look like this thing potentially could move forward. It, it's looking good. It's time to talk to my attorney about some of the details. back to Apex Business Advisors Podcast. As always, I'm Andy Cavanaugh, joined by Doug Hubler, president of Apex. Doug, how are you today? I'm doing pretty well, thank you. I am excited about our topic. You know, if there is one thing that I just love talking about, talking to, dealing with, Who's that? it's gotta be attorneys. Oh my gosh, is that the topic today? It is, every day that I get, to get up and I see an attorney is on a meeting, I'm like, can't wait. This is one of those that has been on our mind. We've been wanting to put talk about attorneys for for weeks now. I am very excited about this episode, excited for this topic. This is the one, as we've been planning this out, I had that red circle on right, my calendar right. for Highlighted. today. Highlighted, so yeah. In all fairness, an attorney, they, they get a bad rap, some of them rightfully so. There's a lot of good ones out there. In a lot of different uh, situations, you know, I do have very good friends who are attorneys, and my wife works in a law office, so we do depend on attorneys. It's, have, it's choosing the right one for the right project. And maybe that's where we start. When is the appropriate time in our type of deals to bring attorneys in? Because I've had people bring in an attorney in at an inappropriate time, Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. cost them the opportunity for the deal. Right, right. Um, so let's start there. We're, when do we believe is the appropriate well, time? Well, I, I can tell you when it is the wrong time. Let's take buyers, for example, who I've just met. We sit down and, and talk about you know, how the whole process works. They're looking at buying a business. And I hand them the confidentiality agreement and... They want to take the confidentiality agreement to their attorney to review. Now, we have a very simple confidentiality agreement. We ask you not to tell people what you learn in looking at businesses from the financial statements to just who's, who is for sale. Very simple. And if, and if you have to take this to your attorney to review, then it kind of sets the stage for how this relationship's going to go. I had that... Um back and forth mm-hmm. and refused. My attorney says I should not sign your NDA. Why? I forget. <laughs> if I were prepared for this meeting, <laughs> for this podcast, right. I would have uh, dug that you email would have known. out and, and brought it and to And brought you. the evidence. Yeah, because I yeah. know how much you love when I, when I have a verbatim email. But uh, and the best part of the, the thing I remember about that email, the best part of it is she had a typo in it. And so she, it, her email was something like, my attorney's reviewed this and says that I can't, that I shouldn't sign this and blah, 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 blah. 
therefore something to the but i'm gonna sign it what's what are the next steps and so i was just like sign the nda looking <laughs> forward the, to working with you looking yeah. forward to talking to you and she responds back with well i'm not going to sign the nda so, so I don't how know, do we move forward i don't know what there's yeah. for us to talk about and i just oh responded gosh. with I'm sorry, I misinterpreted when you said I can sign <laughs> and just copied her typo for her. Uh-huh. That was uh oh, okay. But yes, we have had I've <laughs> had buyers where we haven't even gotten out of the starting blocks because they won't sign our non disclosure that to your point says I promise not to share this information that you're going to share with me that is secret. Absolutely. With anyone that doesn't super, need to know. Super confidential. I mean, we're, we're going to hand out financial statements and tax returns of a business. And so we will ask a buyer, and this may be getting into the weeds, you know, from the buy side, but really I think what we're saying is we're going to be supplying you with information on a business down to tax returns and financial statements. We need you to sign a confidentiality agreement and that we ask you to only work through us. That's pretty straightforward, simple. So if you have to have an attorney review this and make changes, then then we're, we're probably not going to have a great relationship and be willing to share information with you. Attorneys are absolutely necessary, and we want attorneys on the transaction. It's a matter of, like you say, okay, when is the right time? And I think it's once we have a buyer on a transaction and we have an accepted deal in principle, I think when it gets into the due diligence, that's probably the time to bring an attorney in. And that that is good for both buyer and seller because nobody needs to be paying fees for a deal that may not happen. So it's good to know, okay, we're in the process and we look like this thing potentially could move forward. It's looking good. It's time to talk to my attorney about some of the details. Yeah, so we have that standard offer letter. Sometimes people will engage their attorney to create a letter of intent. Right. I think that our standard purchase agreement covers everything that I've ever seen in one of those letters of yeah. intent. And actually, yeah. I believe that our I believe our I, form letter actually gives more I protection. Most, I was going to say, in most cases, it's it's even better for the for the parties to understand the contingencies on a deal. And, and our offer form has been used for 20 plus years. So it's proven out to work. Of course, we've made adjustments over the years if, we, if we've needed to for situations. But the contingencies that we have in the offer really lay it out for both buyer and seller what the expectations are. And it's, and it's very safe. Even at, even at that early stage, we we don't need to have attorneys involved. We just want to get the, the heads nodding. Yeah, and a lot of times at that stage, the attorneys can ultimately hinder the process to the point where it costs somebody an opportunity. I actually had that a couple of weeks ago where those there was a, a couple of guys that were looking at, at buying one of our listings, and then there was another guy that kind of came in after the buyer had talked with, with these guys, and he came in had his buyer-seller meeting, and he made a cash offer. So out of courtesy, email these guys back. And by the way, I don't bluff. Right, right. 
I don't manufacture. It doesn't help help us to to bluff. I don't bluff. I don't. Hey, we have a, you know. We we, have three buyers. We have it this morning. Do you want to, I, out of courtesy, (laughs) went back and said, hey, just wanted to let you know, seller met with another buyer. They put a cash offer in on our offer sheet. Mm -hmm, I know you guys mm -hmm. are talking to your attorney about putting your offer together. Right. If you want in, where is it? You might want to get that turned around to us, and they they missed out. Yeah, and I and I think that's an important point. There is that you know this is a time critical business, and we have a lot of buyers looking for businesses. There's competition for deals, and we want people to use their attorney. And that's not the point of this uh, is to get people not to use attorneys because we require attorneys and deals it's just when to the when to bring them in and if you and if you are interested in a deal you kind of have to jump we have the form to use so you don't have to pay two thousand dollars to an attorney to, to write a letter of intent so we get to a point where we're in due diligence and at my due diligence kickoff meetings is where i as part of my checklist when i go through with buyer seller we've got one of the things i ask is do you have an attorney can i make some recommendations Part of the recommendations that I like to make are, it's three to five attorneys that I've worked with. The reason why I use them is because I know that they're not billable hour chasers. We had that one deal, what was it, like six, eight months ago, where it looked like we thought that the attorney, that the buyer got the draft asset purchase agreement off of like Rocket Lawyer. Oh, <laughs> or, yeah, right, right. Uh, off a website. And, yeah. And it turned out they had an attorney. But the tennis match that that asset purchase agreement, the yeah, the legal fees yeah. that they ran up was... Well, yeah, and I think that's part of the issue you're, you're dealing with is, you know, I've had deals where uh, they say, I've got a friend who's an attorney. They're a real estate attorney or they're a divorce attorney or something, you know, they're family law or estate planning attorneys. And I'm sure they're great at what they do, but it's... It's not, it's not M&A. It's not business acquisition legal stuff. So they will get it off of LegalZoom.com or something and try to build, build something from that. And, it, and it's inefficient. It's going to cost somebody a lot, and there's going to be a lot more back and forth. You, you know, we're not playing attorney, and we hope that the attorneys aren't playing business broker. But I think what you said is we have attorneys and every all the brokers here do we have attorneys that are proven to be good at what they do and they know the goal of the buyer and the seller is to get a deal done and if there's a hiccup in the deal that's legitimate and that happens then by all means the attorney can point it out i've i've been on a roll of selling franchises lately one of the things that i tell my buyer before you engage an attorney to go through the FDD and the franchise agreement. Which is really short. Those are really short documents. And, yeah, they're light, a couple hundred pages. Yeah. <laughs> Before you spend your entire 401k asking somebody to go through, you might want to have a conversation with the franchisor as to how willing they are going to be to negotiate on those. Or, you know, read through it yourself come up with a list of questions, take those to your attorney. 
Yeah, now, and I understand that the franchise documents don't get negotiated a whole lot. I mean, they're they're pretty much set, aren't they? For the most part, the ones that I've seen, you know, essentially the, the thing that I, I try to caution people on is, I, you know, I had that guy that's been, it's like, I don't know, I'm wanting to say it was like close to 10 grand having his lawyer yeah. go through the FDD, and they came up with a whole bunch of changes to this franchise contract, and basically they just got to no. No. They can't. They've got 300 franchisees already. They can't have a different agreement for everybody. You know, and I think, we, and this isn't uh, an attorney bashing session. Valerie was, was in here. We were talking about success, a successful deal. The major reasons why it was successful was we had two great attorneys on both sides, one being the buyer, but the seller's attorney was fantastic. They worked very well together. We also have a recent story on the other side where a seller's attorney who is a has a, has a corporate background, big corporation he used to work for, now he's got his own practice, and he felt that we were just not getting enough money for his client, for her business. We were actually getting a big premium because we had a strategic buyer who saw a value in adding this name to their line, but it killed the deal. That he influenced the seller that she was not getting enough for her business. It was a terrible situation because we know that she is probably wouldn't find another buyer to, to pay her that much. Generally on the type of deals that we're, we're working on, take the franchise right. situation out. Are you thinking three, four weeks into due diligence, two or three? Where, where do you think is yeah, I think, generally well, starting to I think see it? Well, I think once it's in due diligence, I think one of the keys is if there's financing involved, I think it makes sense for the buyer to at least have a positive nod from the bank saying, I can, we're going to issue a term letter, maybe not to the commitment stage yet, but feeling comfortable that I've got a bank that's going to finance the acquisition. Once I feel comfortable with that, then I think it's time to at least, you might want help from an attorney to give you some ideas for due diligence, you know, some things to check out. Maybe they want to do a little background check on, on the seller's business. Maybe not going to be the extensive part. Maybe not write the asset purchase agreement yet, but at least start helping with the due diligence process along with an accountant. Um, anything else on attorneys that we need that we didn't didn't cover? Well, I, I you know I think we enjoy having relationships with the attorneys, and I think that we need to make that clear. Is I enjoy working with attorneys on the deal when we're. Uh, negotiating where we have some where we have a common goal we know what the motivation is you mentioned somebody's been in business for 30 years and ready to retire that we know the seller wants to retire we know the value of the business we've got a good buyer how do we make this happen and sometimes you've got some obstacles that need to be jumped over and hurdle whatever and and how do we ha how do we make this happen yeah and a lot of times so. those attorneys are the ones that are clearing those obstacles that's for right us. that's right many times they identify mm -hmm. come up with solutions solution and clear yeah. the obstacle yeah because yeah. if, if every obstacle killed a deal we, we'd never get we, a deal done yeah. and i think we're we tell buyers 
if they've not bought a business before, if they haven't owned a business before, part of owning a business is learning how to overcome those obstacles and challenges. That's part of being a business owner. So if somebody walks away on the first challenge, then they may have a hard time being a business owner. Yeah, if they're if their attorney won't let them sign our non-disclosure, that's what do we think? Oh the boy. Attorney, how do then, we think the attorney's going to feel about that uh, franchise disclosure document? Right. right. <laughs> okay. Now, and and I think that's tr- you know one of the things that I learned early on is managing attorneys, managing your own attorney, and expectations is really part of being an entrepreneur. Yeah, their job is to protect their client, and sometimes their protection is... You, you have to take it with a grain of salt, right? They're going to tell you every... They're going to bring up every red flag or every risk. The business owner's the one who has to decide what risk to take, and, and the attorney can say, okay, well, this is how we can mitigate it, okay? So it doesn't mean there won't be any risk. There's always going to be risk. So I'm going to use my attorney to help me manage that risk. Well, you know, the thing is, is I was looking forward to this episode of all the other ones that we've done. And I can... I hope it turned out well for you. It did not disappoint. (laughs) I'm so so happy. (laughs) So, you know, I don't know, maybe this is where this podcast has to stop because I don't know how we're going to get any higher than this, but I I think we should keep... Can we try? Can we try again next week? We'll keep endeavoring to do that. All right. Um, But uh, thank you for this conversation on attorneys and how they can help and hurt deals. And hopefully people learned a little bit about using an attorney, using an attorney appropriately, effectively. They're definitely something that is needed Mm -hmm. in these types of deals. And so, you know, as always, we'll just send everybody out to our website, kcapex.com, to find out more information about buying, selling our current listings. I'm going to put an ad in here. We could use some more of those because that... Our listings? Yes, because we are uh, we're selling what we're getting. We need a few more. And yeah, so if you are in the looking at buying or selling a business in the near future, please get in touch. Best place to find us is on that web- website, kcapex.com. So until next week, have a great week. You just got Siri. <laughs> That. <laughs> so you don't understand. I'm gonna leave that in. Okay. <laughs> at least at the end. Oh my gosh. Wow. That's funny. So I guess for next week we'll we'll I'll make sure to take my watch off. <laughs> <laughs>